Chopper Soup Convos, we back. I'm playing NCAA Football 6. I got a dynasty with uh, Oregon, man. How you living, Jamal? Living pretty good, man. Staying warm amidst all this cold weather we got. Okay, that's what's up, man. Uh, I know it takes you a while to listen to music sometimes, but uh, I got to ask you because it's still in my rotation. Have you listened to the Rhythm and Bip Deluxe yet by KP Skywalker? No, I haven't. Oh, all right. Thanks for nothing. And I know you didn't listen to Bruiser Wolf, right? No. Yeah, all right now. I'll write it down, though. Yeah, right. Whatever. What have you? No, I will. Will you listen to, uh, let me see. No, no, no. You listen to 21, right? Yeah, I listen to it. All right, let's start with that. His third solo album. Can you believe it? Uh, yeah. Well, because the other ones are like mixtapes or something. Well, the other projects is, you know, his projects with, uh, you know, Metro. Those are, I guess, counted as collab albums, just like his project with Drake. And, you know, I guess they count um, Savage Mode as an EP or something. So... Yeah, yeah, yep. Because the self-titled Playboy Cardi project is counted as a mixtape. You know, it's a, it's an interesting game these labels play. But uh, how did you feel about his third project, American Dream? I ain't gonna lie to you, I got tricked. But go ahead. Um, for those people who like 21 and like New Yorkers, I could see why I like those. Oh, why do you keep saying New Yorkers? Is there, you you get ticked off by a certain type of New York, a certain type of Southern rapper that New Yorkers embrace. What what do you think is that aesthetic that the New Yorkers and the Northerners love about certain Southern rappers? Can you explain it to us, please? Because I need to, I need to understand because you're right. There is a certain type of rapper that Northerners love, and I'm trying to understand what it is. It's people who don't break the rules, and they stay in pocket. They don't have, like, an off-kilter flow. They're not that experimental with their flow. Um, They use soul samples, which 21 used a lot on this album. Mm -hmm. um, so I could tell, like, like my I have, like, a prediction. It might not be for him, but... Once New Yorker's like a Southern rapper, he's out of there, basically, to me. Hey, man. Done soon. But um, they like Jeezy early, 2005. They like Jeezy. They were bumping that Soul Survivor. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really care about Soul Survivor. It is a hit, though. I love that song. But... Africans love that song. You know, Akon was the king for us back then. But um, this album, it wasn't bad or anything like that. It's just, um, he was just, you know, his flows just gets boring to me um he had oh yeah and he, he also had like songs where he was trying to like tell a story and have substance so that works on new yorkers it's like <laughs> not like um thug or like what cardi do or what future does sometimes where they just get too weird for them so that they, they like not too freaky with their flows and cadences yeah so they like that he's like like oh okay I can keep up with this oh he's telling a story like they oh like, I can keep up with this like real rule based simple shit from uh southern rappers even though like they always like ODB and like MOP and shit they don't hold them to the same rules though and uh like prodigy like you know what I mean they don't hold 
people like that to the same like New York rules. But um, um, the song with him and Travis is probably my favorite song. Um, Niha, Nina. Nina. I thought it was, I thought it was Nina, but when you Nina. when the song comes on, they just say Nina. And then um, the song with Travis is probably my favorite song. Then the song with Brent. It's like probably like my another standout for me. Um, the song with Summer Walker is cool. That's like a cool song when you're with like a little shorty or something. I don't like popular shit. Um, Yeah, it's not that good. I forgot what Knee High sounds like, the one with him and Doja Cat. I don't think I like that. Um, I, I like that song. That song I have is to cool. listen to it again. Red Rum is cool. I don't think I like Sneaky. Didn't like Letter to My Brother. <laughs> oh, you don't like Letter to My Brother? You don't like you like you don't like a twenty one getting deep talking to you know his friends behind bars. Come on, man, that's his version of One Love by Nas. I mean, like he's just not the guy I'm listening to. Like rap on that kind of beat, rap slow. Like he's not lyrical enough for that for me. Damn, okay, so, it's just not happening. Like I used to talk to you on the phone straight up. You told me you wanted to come home straight up. Like it's just like oh, he didn't not know that. Hey, man. It's just not working for me. And it's not, like I said, this stuff is not, this album isn't bad or anything. Like, it's not bad. It's just, you know, not for me. And then from See the Real, from 10 down, it just, I didn't, I think the Red Sky song was pretty cool, but I didn't even listen to the song with him and Ryan the Scientist or Burner Boy. <laughs> oh, man, of course, this guy's dangerous. I skipped the song with him and Summer Walker, but after hearing the song with him and Brent, I went back to it, and I like both of those, but, um, Guy was cool, but um, yeah, I won't be listening to this album ever again. I'll probably listen to the song <laughs> with him and Travis. The one with him and Dirk, like they both were like, like, like how um, that one beat was whooping Babyface Ray's ass. Um, I uh, forgot what it's called. Uh, the Ric Flair song, I forgot what it's called. Um, Richard Flair. Oh man, he, he was going crazy on that beat. No, nah, not that one. Damn, what was it? I forgot what it's called, but um. Yeah. yeah, are you talking about he was getting whooped, but he was still being fly on that beat? Sincerely Face? Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, yeah. but he was getting mixed on that beat, was going crazy. Yeah, it was. But um, so, but to me, this was like the opposite version. This was like a oh, real New York the opposite of flavor. Like it was like a New York kind of beat, and they both were like, they didn't do bad on it, but it was just like, they're just not, they just don't. To do it enough for me to rap in that style and cadence of, on those kind of beats. Like, Man, what? But what I do like I about like 21. That ad I do. But what I like about 21 the most is that um he brings like a simple, like Memphis, not Memphis style, but you know what I mean? Like a simple, straight to the point kind of flow. I do like that about him still. I like that he doesn't really have to sing much. And How come he didn't let Baby Drill and Nudie on this album? Because you heard that snippet. I don't know if you heard it, but that snippet I sent you with Nudie, that's why, because Nudie be snapping. Well, he's a, but Nudie's about to supposedly work on an album with uh, Metro, so you know he got that blessing from 21. Yeah, I know. Did you hear that snippet? You didn't hear it. Yeah, yeah, of course. He has more songs with Metro. I've heard his stuff with Metro. He's been teasing stuff with Metro for years. He's been, he was going off on that song. So, and even people in the comments are like, "Yeah, Nudie clears twenty one." People be like, "Yeah, it's oh, been like man, look at this. 
doesn't this always happen? Well, I mean, and like in the comments, it said it's been like that for years. So I think people been on. Well, there's a certain type of people that say that. Shout out to Ed and Ebo Beard Butter. He he always is been a nudie guy, I believe. And there's a lot of other homies that I know that everybody who's cool thinks that yeah. only New York ass niggas like put twenty one above, or people like my brother's age. Like that's what I'm yeah. saying. He please he's for like old people and my brother's age. People who need like very structured songs. Start the verse on the fifth bar of the beat. Hey, whoa. Like that kind of stuff. Like that 21 uh, nudie snippet. He came in on the beat at a weird part. Just started going off. He didn't even, he just came in like. Doesn't have time. So they like 21 is very like, he lets the beat build. Takes a long time. It has like some little theatrical shit in the beginning. Takes like 30 seconds for him to rap. Comes in 21, 21 straight up, straight up. On God, on God, on God. And then he gets up out of there. But um, he gets out of there. But it was and Red Rum's cool to beat the yeah. Media. Red Rum is a foolish beat. Shout out London on the track. When I saw that he made that beat, I was like, this young man is special. And I don't know why rappers don't use him more because he is one of the best producers out there. He's versatile. He has a signature sound that fed a lot of people. That Rich Gang sound, hey man, that's my favorite era of Money Man. Hey man, that sound is classic. It sounds so elegant. It's like a Zaytoven's version of that flavor. Cause you know, London is a piano brother as well. It's something about the brothers with the key that know how to play the keys. They make that lavish lifestyle. So for them to switch it up and make a focused gutted beat like a Red Rum, that joins hard. And I know you don't watch music videos anymore, but uh I was just about to say I actually like the video a lot. Oh, okay. That's what's up. You saw it nice. Yeah, I like that he's in London and shit. That shit's tight. I like back home. I rock with the London boys heavy. That's what's up. Shout out to Cletus and Marcus. If y'all heard the episode of Champagne Soccer that's out now, episode 75 Honest, you would know that Cletus and Marcus were just in the UK. So tune in to that. And we was also talking about a lot of hot stuff outside but, of soccer. But um, the album's good. It's just not really my cup of tea, but it's not a bad album at all. The beats are pretty cool. He showed a lot of versatility and a lot of growth as an artist. And I'm happy for how people perceive his album. It's just not for me, but I am happy to see where he's come from to what he is now. And he's had a lot of artists, um, artistic growth. So he's having a pretty good career. So that's pretty tight for him. And so he's pretty mature. He's a pretty mature um, rapper. I mean, I know he raps about killing and shooting and shit, but and some of his bars are pretty cool. Like when he was saying, um, Somebody uh they somebody uh bought up his they bought up their fish they must not listen to his songs and shit like that he says a little slick shit like that that's funny to me but um yeah well, so it's a pretty solid he puts out a hit and then he'll go sing on the on the internet hmm? yeah he talked about putting out hits and going to sing on the internet you know he loves to sing on IG so yeah. that was funny yeah so what do you th- what do you think about it. Yeah, it's cool, man. But yeah, I, I thought he was gonna delve deeper into the lifestyle of being, you know, an immigrant. I thought, you know, when you're gonna have an album called American Dream, you're gonna, you know, maybe do a concept album about his experience being an illegal citizen for over 20 years of his life. That is something that is unique and not many people can talk about that while being a street dude, because you would think most immigrants I know that had that situation 
they are not trying to be criminals and be in the field because that's how you get hot and get mixed up. So it's interesting that he's had legal trouble before in the past and it never popped up. It just shows you that um, in the era of, you know, once Trump became president and ICE was going crazy, you had to be more careful. And Nudy, I thought, wasn't Nudy also caught up in that? But, you know, he never talks about it much either. But, hey, that's their experience to talk about. But, hey, I thought when you call album called American Dream, you're going to get into that. But, hey, for a album, it was solid. All of Me is cool. Red Rum is cool. I like the joint with Doja Cat. Um, the joint with Summer Walker is cool. With Brent Fires is cool. I like the joint with Burner Boy. And uh, Red Sky is solid. But, yeah, I'm I'm not really going to bump this joint. I fuck with Red Rum heavy, though. But, yeah, I'm not really going to bump this joint this much. But, yeah, after uh, listening to this album, do you still stand by your thoughts of 21 being an A-list artist? Because, I mean, once you mentioned Cardi, uh, you do have a point there. We'll talk about him more later, but uh, he is on the way to doing, to be uh, doing an arena tour, right? So, I mean, once you're doing that, and the cool thing about it is that his arena tour is with his label. So it's not like he's relying on outside people to like, oh, I need big people to open for me to get more people to watch. It's really just the people I put on and they're having successful years. So people want to see them too. So what do you think about 21's place in the game after this album? Did it improve his stock? Is it the same? Um, For me, it's the same. Like, I don't even think he's ever passed the level that Lil Baby reached. Yeah, that's a fair thing to say because uh, it looks like the album is slated to uh, potentially do between 135, 150, and Little Baby at his peak was doing like 190 first week. So, yeah, it is different. And he probably has, but I feel like people like Gunna more at his height, minus the recent out-of-jail height. But before that, I feel like Gunna was more sick, like, yeah, DS Forever was elevating Gunner to a new level. He did over 150. Remember, he was in that sales battle with The Weeknd, and, you know, he won, but then he lost, but then he won out, I still don't know. It, it was tricky, but, I, yeah, you're right. It's just because Gunner and Little Baby, they make music that you can have fun to. I don't know if 21 really is trying to do that. He is making more uh, more of an effort to make songs that you can enjoy with young ladies, which is always yeah. appreciated. But I mean, I don't think they're going to play the joint with Summer Walker, or, uh, Brent Fires in the club. I know in London, they would play the joint with uh, Burner. Burner Boy. They would play that in the club heavy in London. I know that joint will rock at the lounges or like the early sections of the club. But uh, in America, I don't know. But uh the joints were Brenton uh summer is for like riding with it with it. Yeah. Especially that Brent joint. That Brent joint go hard to me. That beat is fire. Yeah, shout out Cardo. You know, he's one of the producers. Hey, producer of the oh, year, Cardo. This guy, man. I can't he's uh, also I, working on his own solo album. He has vlogs out. Check out Cardo, man. He's doing it big. He said he's Dallas is on the map, and he said also said on Twitter like a couple weeks ago, he's on everybody's head 2024, man. And he's I don't even lying. do it on purpose. What? 
gravitate to his beats. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, it's just that hey, he's dope. Shit's he really, fire. He really is, man. He's like, he's he's probably been my favorite producer of the last few years. True, true. M. Coop and um. Well, did it start with uh his run with Payroll? One hundred percent Payroll. Word. Well, really, well, it really started with Payroll, but I have to go back to like Wiz. True, pushing orange juice in that era. Yeah, so but then really payroll, then Larry, and then um I like his, and then it'll be like uh like it'll be he he did stuff with TDE. It'll be like random trap shit that I didn't know that it was him, and then of course obviously his stuff with uh, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, his show. So all right, shout out twenty one. Shout out to Drake uh, for shouting out 21's album on Instagram, but blocking Metro's name. Do you like their beef? I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't get it. it. I almost feel like for Drake to be this mad, Metro must be wrong. I don't know. I think it just started when uh, Metro took a Drake verse off his album. And then it leaked because, you know, Drake likes to do that. Allegedly, you know, he'll leak material. And uh, Metro didn't appreciate that. And people were like, oh, I see why Metro took Drake's verse off. And then, you know, he liked the tweet. Drake saw that and he didn't like it. And then, you know, it just kept building about how, oh, her loss is winning all these awards and Metro's getting mad and, you know. Funny business. And now I hope Future takes a long break from Drake. I don't want to see him on none of your albums again. You got a number one with them. That's enough. Thank you. I like when they work together. Eh, it's okay, but it's, we can do better, man. Sorry, man. Drake, go on your vacation, man. You deserve it, man. I don't think he's really trying to do it for real. No, nah, he is. He's going to chill this year. You'll see. That'll be good. I think it'll be good for music. Yeah, go away, man. Let the young niggas eat. Stop trying to absorb things all the time. But uh, He hasn't tried to absorb anyone for a while. Huh? He hasn't tried to absorb anyone for a while. Hey, man. Yeah. He tried. He tried to get young on this album, but it wasn't good. That's why he has to go on a break. His young fun didn't work with Yachty's direction. <laughs> but, you know... uh. Everybody is talking about the comment Yasin Bey made on uh, a podcast, Cutting the Floor, I believe. I want my people to be free, to be free, to be free. The irony is that the podcast is a joint based on fashion. So on the cutting room floor, the young lady asked Yasin Bey, uh, is Drake hip hop? And then... Yasin Bey said, and I quote Drake, first he said, uh, do I want to say this? Like, he was like, ah, oh, man, I I could be politically correct, but nah, fuck it. Then he's Muslim. Then, uh, I don't, I think so. Yeah. I believe he is. Um, he said, and I quote, Drake is pop to me in the sense, like, if I was in Target in Houston and I heard a Drake song, it feels like a lot of his music is compatible with shopping or, you know, shopping with the edge in certain instances, end quote. 
then he also said Drake's music is likable and, you know, so many products compared him to the mall. They have everything here. You know, it's so great. Don't you like it? And then he talked about what is the purpose of his music at the end of the day? What is the real content? And all his fans get out of it is just pom-poms, just, hey, Drake's my favorite artist and he sold a lot of records. He, he got does. a hit. Doesn't really talk about nothing, though, that I can use in my life. He's just complaining about losing girls and being sad with money. I can relate to that. It's like, no, I can't. And yeah, so basically he also made comments that maybe it could be about Drake. Maybe it can be about the state of rap where he talked about, uh, you know, what's going to happen when you see he talked about, you know, things crumbling uh, let me find the quote. He said, oh, yeah, and I quote, what happens if this thing collapses? What happens when the columns start buckling? Are we not seeing some early stage of that at this present hour? Are we seeing the collapse of an empire, end quote? So is the empire you're talking about Drake's career or rap or as a whole? I'm saying, I don't know. You gotta... I think he's talk... At first, I thought he was talking about Drake's career, but now I think he's talking about rap as a whole. Maybe so. I mean, people do say that Drake is falling off and that the 2020s have not been a great decade for his album releases. And then, yeah, there was a lot of talk in 2023 about rap sales being on the decline, even though it's still the number one genre. But it's only the number one genre because they combine rap and R&B. So it's not like it's hip hop on its own as the number one genre. They're also adding summer walker and scissor to help <laughs> so but drake basically saying like oh man this thing look like it's going down i'm out of here guys i'm going on vacation uh i think drake is more so like hey man i've signed some contracts that made me have to work more than i maybe wanted to but hey because i've been releasing a lot this decade i can afford to take a break i dropped an album in 2023. I dropped two albums in 2022. I dropped the deluxe album, six new tracks after my album dropped in October, and people didn't like it. So I like those songs. So he put out a lot of music. So I think he's like, hey, I can afford to take a break. He's still going on tour this year with J. Cole. So it's not like he's completely about to disappear. So he's still he'll still do be around. He'll still maybe do features and stuff. But yeah, I think it's good for him that he doesn't drop an album in a year. Just like I think it was good for Future to have a successful 2022, win a Grammy in 23, just go on tour and then chill, work on music. So that 2024, we hope he drops fire this year. But uh yeah, I think Drake is deserving of a break i think he is hip-hop is he also pop yeah pop means popular i don't look at it as a diss that michael jackson was the king of pop no one calls michael jackson an r&b a soul artist they just call him a pop artist or they, it's just michael jackson man same thing as prince i don't hear people say prince is a funk or r&b artist he's pop they just bigger than a genre they just make music that transcends to wide bodies of people that do get a lot of play in multiple places. So I don't look at it as a bad thing. People like Drake being pop is what helped rap become the most popular. Tupac made big songs. Biggie made big songs. Jay-Z 
the best rappers, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, the best DMX, the best 50 cents, one of the biggest pop entities of the 21st century. You and I with Osei went to his tour in Baltimore. All those songs were platinum. He played basically. They were big songs. And he was singing Candy Shop and I'm getting the man. I think, that, um, I think most deaf y'all seen Bay is uh when he talks about hip hop and saying like what is it, what can you get out of it? I think that one of the main things which doesn't apply to everybody who fits in the hip hop Venn diagram is like the coming from the bottom type of thing. But even if it's not that, um, it's also overlaps with like some type of socially aware type of music. Um, like to me, Juicy's pretty socially aware. Tupac's pretty socially aware. Jay-Z was pretty socially aware. Um, J. Cole, who's not street, um, is pretty socially aware and has like songs of like single mom stuff and dad not around, struggling in college songs. Um Kendrick, who's, you know, he's from Compton, but he's not really street, but he has pretty socially aware songs. Um, DMX has, like, songs that are not just street shoot em up bang-bang songs. You know, he talks a lot about spirituality. I think that's, um, to Yasin Bey, that's what makes something hip-hop. It's not just about, um, like, being poor, like a backpacker person, because I think even... De La Soul obviously is considered hip hop, but um, and I'm sure Drake has some type of self conscious type of music where he's talking about himself and his own feelings and stuff. But I think hip hop, um, somehow past like the '80s, most like the standard was to kind of talk about like the state of the world in some kind of way from your point of view when have it relate to other people so i think that's what he means when he says he doesn't think drake is hip-hop drake is mainly just like party girls and stuff like that but i'm not saying that doesn't make it hip-hop but I, that's what comes to mind when i hear yasin bay say that on the last episode of the last dan that i put out a couple days ago episode 101 it's called pop check it out we talk about this and hey, I say Drake is an entry point to other genres and other lanes of rap and music in general. He is basically, if you're a casual fan, he's your man. If you want to get into uh, what Future and Migos and Young Thug do and 21 Savage, he can help you. He has songs with them. If you want to get interested in UK music and listen to Skepta and Gigs, and Dave and Georgia Smith, hey, he's there to help you. He has songs with them. You want to listen to Afrobeats, but you don't want to go all the way in? Hey, listen to One Dance. He let Wizkid be in the background and whisper a little bit. If you want to hear Dance Hall, listen to his collabs with Popcan, especially Controller, the version where Popcan did so well, Drake didn't put him on the album version. <laughs> So, hey, he has a lot of stuff. That's what he's good for. Like, he has a project with Future. You know, he makes a lot of music with Rick Ross. He likes to do different, he likes to dip his toe in different lanes. And I think that's a part of what makes him special because he can mesh with different type of rappers, even though he's a Canadian guy that isn't from the street. You're right. He doesn't have content that 
talks about the everyman, even Kanye. That's what attracted me to his music a lot when we were kids and he first popped up on the scene when he had songs like All Falls Down, Jesus Walks, Spaceship, Family yeah. Business, Diamonds from Sierra Leone. I like stuff like that, that all, even the end of it for real, like, like once he got the graduation, he stopped talking about his surroundings and started talking more about himself uh, from graduation to 808 Dark Fantasy. That's all about himself, even Jesus. All of it became, he became more self-absorbed in himself and his music. And that uh, diminished the quality in a big way. But New Slaves is like his last example about talking about how materialism and capitalism is making us all puppets in the world. And then the irony of that is that after that song popped off, he became a billionaire with Adidas. <laughs> off everybody being New Slaves for his stuff. So... You're right. Hey, could Drake talk more about the world and stuff? Yeah, I'm a big Yassine Bey fan. Uh, Black on Both Sides is one of the albums that I really loved as a kid and remember hearing like uh, that album and then Ludacris back for the first time. Uh, the Talib Kweli joint that he did with High Tech Reflection Eternal, uh, Mace Harlem World uh juvenile 400 degrees like these are some of the albums i remember as a kid like really liking a lot so i'm a big yasin bay fan and it's interesting like he is kind of the first quote-unquote drake that he was a child actor on tv shows did you know that he's in the first commercial for the debit card no yeah it's him and deon sanders selling i know he was a child actor yeah, he was a child actor. Look it up. He was in on TV shows and stuff. He did all that stuff. And he sang, of course. He when he Umi says, which Drake, you know, threw a this back at Yasin Bay and reference Umi says. That's one of his biggest songs. That was in a Jordan commercial. So it's like most death is like uh basically the quote unquote backpack underground version of Drake. He could make girl songs that women like, like, yeah, exactly. And the panties, check that out. One of the bangers, man. But yeah, like he is a, an even brown skin lady that joined on the first Black Star album. He made cool songs for girls. So like, I understand what he's saying, but he also was talking about what, is, yeah, what's the world. I mean, his first song on Black on Both Sides is called Hip Hop when back then people were talking about hip-hop is dying and what is hip-hop and that was 1999 and he's still on that campaign so hey i respect what he said i think drake is hip-hop he's pop also but i also look at it like this hip-hop is the culture that encompasses the break dancing the graffiti the djing emceeing knowledge of self the history of the samples i feel like hip-hop culture sneaker culture fashion all that jewelry, I feel like a lot of stuff, going to parties, being social, but yeah, also being conscious, having knowledge of self. That is, I feel like all of that is a part of hip hop culture. But as we know, all of that shit has been died down and reduced to just rap music and materialism. So that's a part of what most deaf is protesting against too. That's why it is a big diss for someone to say that your music reminds them of a target or the mall because 
I started look, from the bottom, now we here. Yay. Because I look at it like this. When we're kids, the mall's the shit. You want to go to the mall, it's dope. Everything is there. Even growing going to Target as an adult, you know, going to college and all that, that was the place to be. Remember, they gave that even that little funny joke, Target, acting mm -hmm. like it's a designer store. But like the, the appeal of the mall, of a Walmart, of the Target is that, yeah, you can get a lot of stuff. And it's affordable. But as you grow up and you get more money and your taste level improves, you ain't in the mall no more. You feel me? Uh -huh. so yeah. So it's like, yeah, being called the mall is a diss because it's like, yeah, like I mentioned, he is the ultimate artist for a casual fan. If you're a real music nerd, you can like Drake, but I don't think that you would like him as much because you're like, if you're a nerd like me, that's why I bother you and other people like hey man why do you always reference other artists when you're talking about this artist and he's having his moment because i like to look at the references and see what's going on because i'm not gonna be like hey boy i'm not gonna give you all that credit when i know what you're doing but hey <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give you love because you're bringing your own flavor to your uh your own approach to what people that inspired you and that's what we all do because everybody's inspired by somebody it's not a diss to show love to somebody or see someone's style in somebody else it's natural but once you become acting like you the man that did everything that's when i'm like all right now but with drake hey take your break enjoy yourself the crazy thing is he did try to be different he made a dance album honestly never mind i like that album a lot of people hated on that album so we had to rap with 21 to get people to like him again so Hey, it's tough. He has tried. And that to shows play. you how casual his fans are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, this is not like the stuff I can listen to with my mom while I'm shopping at Target. Honestly, never mind. I, that is shopping music. Come out the um the dance stuff. Yeah, it is, but it's still, <laughs> it's still like, like I feel like I would hear that in H and M in two thousand eight. Yeah, but it's still you definitely would because I used to hear um. 808s and Heartbreaks and Tyson's. Um, the one with him, Mr. Hudson. That album's like four times platinum. That's a pop. He Kanye called that album art pop. It's not a rap album. But um, to me, yeah, that album is too like it's, it's too, too non-casual to me. That's why it's fans don't like because I know a lot of people who do like that album. So to me, it's kind of weird. Oh, yeah. like, it's, it's, that's that's what I hang around body poppers. So maybe that's why. Yeah, that's a big part of it. But hey, man, shout out to Drake. Let's talk about more people that are being controversial. Charles Barkley, you know, one of the legends of basketball and of TV analysis, man. And on Inside the NBA, TNT, the greatest sports show of all time, he made a comment about the NFL being greedy and making people pay a lot of money for a playoff game. I know people that did not watch that game between the Miami Dolphins and the Kansas City Chiefs because they don't have Peacock. I did. I seen it. It Over 23 million people watched it. It's the most streamed thing of all time. It caused the most internet usage in American history because, you know, everybody has to stream to watch it. So Nobody, nobody else has had 23 million stream something? Nope, not live at the same time, not to watch anything live. Damn. 
Yeah, what, what do you I think? I wonder why Peacock did that. Yeah, Pe Peacock did it because they want people to have Peacock. You know, these streaming services ain't really making as much money as you would think. So to get the only thing that makes people watch things live is basketball. Excuse me, not basketball, it's football. So that is why the Pac-12 is dead. They didn't have the right TV contracts to add it up. And now all their teams left. So that we went from having Power Six when we were kids to the to the Big East dying and it becoming the Power Five, and now the Pac-12 is dead and it's the Power Four, and TV is dominated. Like I said, live is only dominated by football. So it makes sense that NBC put that behind a paywall. Is it unfortunate? Yeah, you would hope playoff football is accessible to everybody on network TV. But, hey, these corporations don't care about you, boy. It is what it is. But you you didn't care about it, right? Because you watched I was it. Pissed. I was pissed at first, but I remembered that um, I used my dad's cable stuff to watch Bel Air on Peacock. And I, I was like, oh, so I'm going to be good. And either way, I would have stolen stole it anyways. So I would have seen it. But, yeah, I thought that was kind of stupid. Like, Peacock trying to pull up and... Like you look, they showed a list of the games like CBS, ABC, and then it says Peacock. Like, oh, y'all niggas is being weird, making me have to either get Peacock or just figure out a way to watch a playoff game. Like, you never should do that for playoff games, but obviously it makes sense for them because, you, like you just said, twenty three million stream, uh, people streamed it, and they bought that for one hundred and ten, and I'm sure they got their money back very easily. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, well, but the thing is, they hope people forget. To you know, cancel their Peacock subscription. That's what they really hope. <laughs> because if you just delete it after the game, then yeah, they didn't really get what they wanted. And they if you save, and the thing is too is that um, most people have it. So, but if I was to count like twenty three million and like whatever it is five dollars, they would have made one hundred and fifteen million. So they would have made so they would have got all their money back plus five million. Um, but just like for some of the metrics, but yeah, I thought it was pretty dumb. I like that Charles Barkley called him low class and greedy. I also liked because it seemed like he was hating from like a basketball fan perspective. Like y'all niggas think y'all just can do anything. Like y'all are still the most important people. Nobody really care about us that much. But yeah, we can do anything though. Then the NBA can't do that. No. Or a playoff game. Nope. Or playoff seat for the finals. No. 23 million people ain't looking at it? No, man. I don't think so. I don't think so, man. You got to take it easy. I mean, that's what happens when you got all these, like, Academy NBA son kids who, like, don't even run as fast as they can when they play. They jog and shit. Like, they basketball players try to make it look like it's so, like, lax now. I just saw Sierra Canyon uh, go against Matt Barnes' son's team, who's Derek Fisher's coaching. And them niggas don't even run hard. They just, like, jog and, like, and when they dunk, they don't even, like, slam it like Vince Carter. They, like, just go up there and tap it in with their fingertips. So I just be looking like, yo, this new basketball shit looks funny to me. But a lot of y'all basketball niggas like that. Like, y'all think that's, like, real cool and swaggy and Paul George. Like, y'all want to be smooth and, like, show as less effort on your face as much as you can. Like, all you new basketball people like you. So... But that's what y'all want to be. Basketball with. nigga. I've been a basketball nigga since 1995, man. Yeah, but you like all this new 
Yeah, I like basketball. I'm not so, going to give up on the sport because it's different. Because football is not the same. You still love it. So, hey, it's a part of it. You're right. And I don't love it as much as I used to. So, you're right. Oh, yeah. That's the game. So, hey, man, I'm back with football, though. Whoa. Time, what do you mean? Yeah, it's time for me to get that money, boy. <laughs> uh, you're betting? Nah, man. Writing about football. Talking about football. I'm going to get that football money. You're not retracting a sta statement? What statement? That you're interested in football again. I thought you were going to retract that by, by now. Nah, I'm going to take that paper, man. This so is you, a do, you do this and then you say you're not, you don't like it anymore. Nah, this time I'm serious. I'm taking that paper. I'm on my venture capitalist swag. Yeah, I'm going to take all that money. They got feel people like, like Stephen A. talking about if you can kick a field goal on third down and miss it, you can kick it again on fourth down. Hey, man, he don't know about football. He gets paid over $12 million a year, mo mostly to talk about football. They, you he just had a young football. lady. You just had a young lady ask Todd Bowles, hmm. "How are you preparing your team to play outdoors in Detroit. the Detroit Lions?" So all of these people don't know about sports, but they getting paid a lot of money. So I got to take their money. So yeah, I'm gonna watch football again. I have to talk about it. I live in America. This is America's game, and I want all that money. And the only way you can really eat in America and selling out is in football. Damn right. <laughs> so you feel like blue baby. So you feel like Stephen A. talks about football more than he does basketball. He has to. Dan, do you, you think that's fact? Yeah, I believe so. If you count it up, all the stuff he has to do. Of course, the foot the basketball season is longer. But let me. Okay, yeah. So because the basketball season is longer, technically he talks about basketball more. But I bet you. If you look at the ratings, the peak ratings for first take most likely peaks during the NFL season for all these sports network shows because football is the most popular sport in America. And it's one day close. And mainly one day a week to build up and break down shit. Yeah, the, that's why it's the ultimate sport for media because you have all week to bloviate and make narratives and storylines. And they only play once a week, so you can really stretch shit out. Oh man, is is Dak Prescott ever gonna do it? Oh man, Lamar has is under the most pressure for a Super Bowl. Oh man, Aaron Rodgers, you're a weirdo. Jordan Love just walked in your trap and became a Don already with with for these wide receivers, and you were complaining. Dang, <laughs> you were complaining. Yeah, Deshaun Watson, you're a nasty boy dissing this organization. They just want a playoff game with a kid and a rookie coach. I like mm -hmm. that stuff. The narratives are funny in football, like the real nigga Super Bowl between the Texans and the Ravens, Houston and Baltimore having black quarterbacks balling. Real nigga. The Texans have a black coach named D'Amico, who used to play <laughs> the Texans. D'Amico. Yeah, come on, man. And then John Harbaugh, this nigga's a special teams wizard. He became a head coach in Don. He got this black ass team. <laughs> hey man, it's tight. It's the it's real black team. ass team. <laughs> hey, hey man, it's Houston and Baltimore. These are real bib hip hop, hip hop street cities, man. I like it. So yeah. you don't have, you can't get that in basketball because basketball is too much about the individual. It's not enough about the teams and the organizations and the coaches the and the front offices. Kawhi's from the streets, huh? Kawhi and uh, DeMar DeRozan are from Yeah, but no one cares about the Clippers. They got all them They got all them Hall of Famers. They got Ty Lewis, the coach, 
and no one expects them to do anything. They just chilling, bro, because everybody knows LeBron is taking all the news. No one's talking about Joel Embiid and Jokic going crazy. The other night, Embiid had 40, Jokic had like 27 and 20. These are the two best big men, or the two best centers, I would say, since Shaquille O'Neal, and no one cares because... 20 rebounds? Huh? 20 rebounds? Yeah. So, hey, what's going on with the Lakers? I mean, we can get back to the real... Uh, what the hell is that? Hey, what, why Why are people keep talking bad about them? Because they're struggling. Their record's not that good. Is LeBron still passing it to nobodies? Eh, he's Lakers doing his thing. He's not as consistent because he's older, but, you know, when he's on, he's, he's passing it to somebody like we don't know whose name it is and they brick it. I mean, not we. I know who they are, but maybe if you're not uh, as tuned in with watching the Lakers, then, yeah, you wouldn't know who they are. But right now the Lakers are 20 and 21. They're the 10th seed in the West, so they're just at the end of the playing. So, yeah, they're struggling. That's why everyone's looking for them to make a trade. They're trying to get people like Zach Levine, potentially. So we'll see what happens. But these are what the Lakers do, man. They get a lot of talent, and then they don't work out. Then it looks funny. Then people are looking at the coach being lost. Shout out to Darvin Ham. I call him the pocket watcher because he keeps his hands in his oh, yeah, pockets yeah, all game. What about uh, AD? Takes it easy, up. Jamal. He doesn't have no problem. Just watching, la, 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 la. Y'all good? All right, now. What about uh, AD? Is he still doing AD stuff? Yeah, man. Yeah, he tries his best. But he still be on his Duck Davis swag. Damn. Wank, wank. Looking regular, scoring 17 points. Yeah, the other night he, he got mixed by, <laughs> I forgot who it was. Even though Say was like, oh, man, come on, AD. Oh, yeah, they were playing the Utah Jazz. And he was playing like a buster. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, man, this guy is not serious, man. Wank, wank. Anyways, back to the real nigga football league. Uh, Here you go, CTE City. I love it. Real nigga football league Super Bowl. So is uh, it because, is it because you live in America and obviously – I need that money, Jamal. Biggest sport export or is it because of CJ Stroud, Lamar going against each other? Like, Does that have anything to do with it? It's a business. You, I'm here you, for you, money. I'm just saying, when you mentioned that, though, you mentioned those two are going against each other. I'm back in the football. You didn't mention Yeah, man, it. it's good, man. We need story. Like I said, I'm a journalist. I need storylines and narratives. And what's I so need fun to sell about this? I need so to fun? sell this way. What's so fun about this storyline? You got. Yeah. I told you, Lamar Jackson's under surveillance. He is the first quarterback since Peyton Manning that, boy, you better win. We mm -hmm. win. Nigga, you can't be all that good in the regular season doing historic shit and not have a Super Bowl, you better hurry up. Yeah. It's the same thing. He's Peyton Manning. Patrick Mahomes is Tom Brady. You better hurry up. We need this rivalry. People don't even want you to be Patrick Mahomes' best uh, main rival because they've been putting Joe Burrow there. Why? Because Joe Burrow has played him in the playoffs and been successful. The Chiefs beat them last year, the Bengals. They played even in the regular season this year. It's a fun little rivalry. Even Josh Allen, that's a big suit. That's a, another Super Bowl in itself. It's like the freak, the freak, the freak robot arm Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, part three. The third time they've played in the playoffs. So even Lamar, I feel like 
you and Patrick Mahomes are the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Arguably, I believe you're the best players because you can elevate your team differently. Like I said, Lamar Jackson, I said it before last year, Lamar Jackson is the most valuable football player of all time because he's the only nigga I've ever seen that has to lead his team in rushing while being the quarterback at the same time. No one has to do that. And he has to deal with all the injuries because they got the geeky medical staff. I know they changed a lot in the offseason after the grades came out and everyone shitted on the medical staff of the Ravens and stuff. But they still have injury issues. So he has to do a lot. Luckily, Mark Andrews is back. So we'll see how that works out. Oh, Humphrey's going to be playing. But, uh, you know, hey, all of this is building up. Lamar, you better win. We he want Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. We want you to win because, hey, like I said, at this point, Lamar's main rival is basically the playoffs. <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes, his rivals are Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. They have multiple playoff trips against each other. Great clashes. Even they changed the playoff. Uh, they changed the overtime rule because of a Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes playoff game going to overtime and the Bills never got the ball. So, Lamar, we want you to get in that NFL history when it comes to that playoff historic clashes. So that's why we all want to see Chiefs, Ravens, conference championship game. And oh. I want to see the Ravens win the Super Bowl. So that's why it's interesting. We Mad need Dog, money. Mad Dog and Acho are on his ass. Especially Mad Dog. He hasn't let up yet. But then at the end, they asked him uh, <laughs> they asked him some kind of question. And he cheated and said, I'm going to win either way. Because the answer is Lamar Jackson. They were like, oh, you're a hypocrite. You were just talking shit. And now you're saying that he's like the best. He's like, hey, what do you want me to say? You're oh, like, is that how I do it sometimes? <laughs> yeah. He was talking all this hard. He was talking all this trash, and then his answer, I forgot what the question was, I wish I remember. <laughs> it ended up being like, yep, Lamar Jackson, that's who I'm going to say is the person. And it was like, what the hell? How is it going? you going to pick him after shitting on him? But, yeah, they're on his ass. They're like, no excuses. He don't score a lot in the playoffs. He's one and three. They're like, if he – I'll show him saying, if he uh, doesn't win this, this will be – he will be under the radar for sure. Like, they're just – they, they want him to lose bad. They want to get him. They don't want to have to praise him, especially Richard Sherman, too, and Shannon. He has a lot of haters, so it's funny that you mentioned the Peyton Man stuff. Hey, true or false, Stephen A goes viral the most when he talks about the Dallas Cowboys. I was just about, yeah, you're right. I was going to say that. His worst moments are Cowboys stuff. That's it's what I'm saying. He doesn't go viral for basketball stuff no more. What goes for the Cowboys and being a character and wearing the Cowboys hat? They even had Jerry Jones on the show last year talking about, man, you like talking about my Cowboys. He had Michael Irvin on the show last year. Like, he loves even him and Skip. That's how it they started going viral. But no, no, the funny thing about Skip is that he used to go viral for the opposite, LeBron and Westbrook stuff. Yeah, but also Tim Tebow's what took it to the next level, football. You're right. Yeah. He was going crazy with basketball. Especially LeBron, the frozen one, calling Chris Bosch, Bosch Spice, saying Dwight Howard looks like Tarzan and plays like Jane. He was dissing basketball niggas heavy. I, but he was going off on Westbrook, though. Like, he really Westbrook, made... Yeah, Westbrook. He really had a bloopers of him. Like, all right, I want, I want to show these plays. What is that? I mean, come on. Who is he throwing it to? Like, 
he was having fun bullying Westbrook. That was a that was a fun time. I miss Westbrook on the Lakers. Oh, they really man. put clown music behind it. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> they put clown music. Hey, this is the top 50 play, but see what basketball does. That's why basketball is nasty and disgusting when it comes to how social media and barbershop conversations and only caring about players have made it because we disrespect the greatest players, man. But in football, because it's so physical and hard, you won't disrespect them the same way because these niggas are literally dying for our entertainment. They're getting dumber every day, getting hit up, getting CTE for our entertainment. So we have no right to disrespect them because they gladiators. They put their bodies on the line. But basketball, because it's such a finesse R&B game, it's funny that it's, ha it's easy to disrespect them. But it's also because football doesn't have as many Jordan, Tim Duncan, um, Shaqs. There is. They just don't market it that way. We've like, seen, no, I'm saying that we've seen like literally be like God level. There's not that many. There's only like Joe Montana's, Jerry Rice, um, Tom Brady's. Hey, man, there's a lot of ballers that just. Um, Reggie White. Shit like they that. don't play the positions that they market historically. Like, you know, they market the quarterback, your running back position. And then you have to be a super duper defensive player for them to even care about you. And even then, you have to have hair like Troy Palomalu or be a dancer like Ray Lewis or be crazy like Brian Dawkins to get love. Ray Lewis wasn't a dancer. Hell yeah, he is a dancer. He was dancing in the beginning. He didn't dance in the game that much. He was a dancer. But that's <laughs> a dancer. they even put it in Madden. That's a big part of him. He's a dancer. He's a, most, he's a feared player. How's he a dancer? He's a field player that was body popping out hot in here before the game, getting ready to tackle <laughs> brothers. He was trying to take his clothes off. Hot in here. Hey, man. He's a dancer. That's crazy to me. Yeah, man. He's hot in here. Oh. Florida, man. They like to dance. Hey, man. I bet. And it, it is hot up down there. So it made him want to take off his clothes before he hit men for an hour. So God bless America, man. Hey, so what about the CJ Stroud, uh, Stroud side of things? Does that interest you as a writer of what you, how crazy? Yeah, man. He's going to be around for the, hey, man. It's a rivalry also between him and Bryce Young. See? I like these quarterback rivalries. I oh, like yeah. that. I like that Bryce Young got his first win against CJ Stroud. And these brothers have been rivals since they grew up together in Southern California. I think that's cool that CJ went to Ohio State. Bryce went to Alabama, won a national championship, won a Heisman and all that. Then they were the first two picks in the draft. That's crazy. Imagine going against somebody in high school, and then y'all are the both the ball, the men, big men on campus, and Kajin, first two picks, and now C.J. Stroud got the heads up. He's the youngest player, youngest quarterback in NFL history to have a playoff win beating Michael Vick. That's tight. And it also reminds you how Michael Vick was supposed to really be special. He was a young prodigy, but, you know, it just didn't work out that way. But when you look at someone like C.J. Stroud, he looks like he has the focus, the discipline, and the ability to be a special quarterback. And it is cool that, you know, black quarterbacks come in all different sizes and styles, man. He's a traditional pocket passer. He doesn't run that much, but he's just a sniper in the pocket. Shout out to Nico Collins and uh, Slowick, the offensive coordinator. Like, hey, I like their style. But, hey, Lamar, you can't lose to this little kid now. If you do, hey, I can't protect you. Yeah, and I also like that people are on Michael Parsons' head top too. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, man, you're not you're not Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, you're under surveillance, but he does get held a lot. And he has a podcast. They don't want him to talk anymore. Yeah, they don't want Draymond to talk anymore either. Whoa, speaking of ring culture, oh, no. Basketball, of course. I'll say, yeah. There's rumors LeBron might go see. People talking about where LeBron's going to go in 2025. Still the 23-24 season. Why is he still the number one thing to talk about? How come some young nigga hasn't stolen a shine yet? Because he's Michael Jordan in this era. No Besides one. Jokic, who's him. like a young baller in the NBA? Jokic is Tim Duncan. They're they're never gonna give them the shine because they don't want the shine. Who's the Who's the young? Well, probably Anthony Edwards to me and John Moran. Then um, the video. Yeah, so I can't John think Moran of for this season. Can't think of like a young Iverson that's coming up. Like when Jordan was getting old, Iverson was high. Like Kobe, T Mac. Like it seems like there's nothing like that for LeBron leaving. Yeah, there's young ballers, but LeBron suffocates everything. So there's a lot of young leave. special people. John Moran, and you, like you said, Anthony Edwards sucks that uh, John Moran is out for the season. But Luca, Tatum, Booker, even Tyrese Halliburton going crazy getting twenty. Five yeah. and twelve a game. Even not, people yeah. like De'Aaron Fox had a great postseason, and uh-huh. he's been rising up. He's been All NBA. Like he's a fun player to watch. Seeing his how fast he is, how athletic he is, his handles crazy. Like NBA is about to be done. Like there's a lot of dope dead. players in the league, but NBA is about to be dead, bro. Like, ben has been going crazy. Shout out Chet Holmgren. He's been going crazy. The big man is back. Shout out Paolo Bencaro. He's been going crazy. So there's a lot of talent. It's just a LeBron suffocates it. Are He's there any still nice? Are there any Blake Griffins and Vince Carters? What young punchers? Not really. Yeah, see, the NBA's done, bro. I'm not watching niggas just play fundamental basketball. Anthony Edwards be dunking on people. Oh, yeah, Anthony Edwards is cool. dunking on people. John Morant, Anthony, you're cool. But my point is like. The, the the big men and like the forwards and big men, they're the cool ones. Like you just said, like Luca's pretty tall, Giannis, Chet. Basketball's a game based Wimby, on height. Wimby, uh, Jokic, but all there's no like like Tatum. I don't know. I mean, he's he's a good great player, but that that nigga is not like cooler. Look at him. Yeah, he's yeah. not cooler than Tracy McGrady to me. But um, so Tracy McGrady, see, that's the thing. If Tracy McGrady was in this era, you wouldn't respect Tracy McGrady. Right. Tracy McGrady, like how he, he was back then. The, yeah, but you wouldn't respect Tracy McGrady the same way because the narrative would be like, hey, he's a loser. He never got out the first round. No, Tracy McGrady played hard though. Yeah, but he lost a lot too. Hey, he went against some some dogs. Hey man, know. he was up three one against the Pistons and then they lost three straight games. I remember when he didn't play for the Rockets that one year in the playoffs, and then they finally won the first round, and people were like, ooh, mm-hmm. damn, T-Mac. <laughs> Niggas need you to get hurt to win. I'm just saying, like, all, like, the only cool people you name were, like, big men. I all see these- Jason Tatum get 50 in the playoffs, but see, you don't think that's tight. That's tight. That's real tight. His game is just boxy. He don't, you know, he's just, I don't know. I like fun stuff. He's that. dunked on people before. In a boxing he dunked on LeBron in the playoffs. Oh, that's great. And Jalen Brown dunked on LeBron too before. That's that's funny that they both dunked on LeBron. I'm just saying, like, oh, look at him. I'm just saying, all yeah, the cool people you like more, 
All the cool people you name were big men. So to me, like the NBA is just. But Anthony Edwards is tight. He is tight. I like him. What do you mean? What are you talking about, we man? We need more. We need more. We need SGA, more. your big brother. Shai Gilgis Alexander's tight. Yeah, he is. But he's one of those like. Oh, look at him. He's one of these new age niggas that don't like run hard. They like, they jog and do everything. And like, Whoa, trying to, they try to make cool. it look like they're putting in less effort as much as they can to like. They just got to conserve themselves, man. They have an 82 game season to worry about. So, well, everybody had a goddamn 82 game season. All right, but you can't 70. be Russell Westbrook, D Wade, Allen Iverson. They're running. Even in the 70s, even had 82 day, uh, game seasons. They yeah. It's a different game, man. People will train more now. People are more skilled, so it's a different game. It's not more. It's not all about physicality. Basketball in the past was more physical. That's why people like Anthony Mason and Charles Barkley could be basketball. Or excuse me, Charles Oakley could be in the NBA. Those guys aren't in the NBA anymore. Man, we need more. They deleted, they deleted people from basketball to make it more skillful. We need more Iversons. We need more T Max. We need more Steve Francis. Kobe's. Tracy McGrady was the first too cool nigga. They called him Sleepy. <laughs> that nigga was the first too cool nigga. Some people think he didn't get out the first round because he was too cool. He didn't have that dog mentality. He Even was. Vince Carter, people used to say he was too cool and lazy. Gilbert Renus says it all the time. He should have been better than Kobe Bryant. He had Michael Jordan athleticism and he was a better shooter than Better three-point shooter than Michael Jordan. He should have been on that level, but he didn't care. He's enough. Dang, it's funny that they're cousins and they're the two cool boys. Florida niggas taking it easy, but they're still famous. Oh, I'm just saying there's nobody who's – I guess you could say the talent is so high that nobody drastically stands out. But Now, there's a lot of people that go there crazy. There should be a person who's next after LeBron to take over the league. The next – like the next face of the NBA. Yeah. See, that's the difference. See, the next face of the NBA will probably be John Morant because he's the Nike boy. He has the exciting style with the crossovers and dunking on people and even the dancing and the social media. The shooting. Yeah, the shoes. He's the next shooting. shooting. Yeah, he ain't a great shooter. He's all right. But out, like with the blick. Oh, yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, the street aspect. Yeah, that that is a part of it. But, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, Jason Tatum, hey, you guys should win a ring this year. If you win the ring and you ball, maybe you're the next face. Yeah, that nigga I mean, needs to be under surveillance. Yeah, yeah, he is. Not him and his green-ass Boston. He is under surveillance. Hey, the Celtics are balling this year. They're 31-9. They have the best record in the NBA. Ecology-ass, perfect system-ass team. I want to see him buy us. I want to see him go play on the Pistons. So we can get 40 a game? What does that do? So I can see how good he really is. I feel like he's a system guy. Uh, hey, you'll never know. So hey. he got everything all set up perfect for him. Whoa, you don't like that? I don't like that. LeBron had to struggle and shit. Hey, it's he not his fault he played for a bad organization and uh, Jason Tatum got drafted to a good organization. If the 76 was a smart, he should have been the first pick over Markel Fultz. He could have been on the Sixers with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid struggling, but hey, they wanted Markel Fultz and Boston knew it and like, yes, we got Tatum. <laughs> so hey, <laughs> yes, we got Tatum. It is what it is. Like even like look at Spider Mitchell. He can drop seventy on the night. He has a signature shoe with Adidas. You even have his gear. You didn't even know it was his gear. See, 
That's how low basketball is now. Yeah, dude, giving me my oil change told me. <laughs> he had the edge so in your drip. I said, huh? Those Donovan Mitchell shorts has a spider on there. I was like, oh, you know what? That's true. I didn't even realize that. that oh, you are... know what? Like these, these were Adidas. He was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. I guess he's. Oh, I had no idea. I was looking. I've looked at that thing a lot and didn't even. I thought it had something to do with Spider Man. Yeah, see that life of a Don, man. It is what it is. See, shout out to Zion. He's been um, too focused on other things. He's supposed to be our freak dunk nigga. He's supposed to be our Blake Griffin, but 5.0 because he's more athletic and stronger. But yeah, he cares. He's like me. We love food too much and scandalous women. It is what it is. The early 2010s basketball was very fun for me to watch. Shout out to Houston. I, I fuck with Sangoon and Jalen Green has been inconsistent. You know, I hope hanging out with Dre motivated you to ball more, but uh, I mean, hey, man, there's a lot of people. Scoot Henderson, you're going through the struggle. It is what it is. LaMelo Ball's wasting away in Charlotte. You got Scotty Barnes. He's waking up in Toronto, but it's Toronto, so people ain't really watching that. Trey Young is drowning on the Hawks, but he's but fun yeah. to watch. Yeah, Trey Young needs to get traded somewhere. Jalen Brunson is fun, but you know he's little. He is fun. He's smart. He's a very high IQ basketball player. There's a lot of great players in him. Shout out to Jimmy Butler, man. He's a oh, hard worker. That nigga works hard. <laughs> yeah, see, whoa, uh, come on, man. Yeah, man, there's a lot of people in the NBA having even Laurie Marketing is fun to watch on the Utah Jazz. None of these niggas are cooler than Chris Weber. Oh, that's disrespectful. But anyways, shout out to the five 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 for all being a lot of them not even cooler than Andre Karolinko. Yeah, see, disrespectful. They're not. They're not cooler than uh young kids. Because his nickname was AK forty seven. You didn't really watch him play. Not cooler than young Kenya Martin. They're not cooler than young Amari Stoudemire. Yeah, yeah, right. Now you get it, Dad. They're not cooler than young Amari Stoudemire. What? Kenya Martin. <laughs> or at least Amari was Amari was dope when he was on the. He side. was fun as a young player. He was punching it on people. He was going crazy. Shout out to Stat, standing yeah. tall and talented. And they're not as cool as this. These niggas are. I disagree, good. but it is what it is. Hey. Can't stand these new age basketball niggas. Well, let's talk about a new age rapper like Jalen Green. He likes to paint his nails. He has a lot of interest in piercings. And he's cosplaying certain rappers, allegedly. But thankfully, he put out a new song for us this week. This one is titled Evil Jordan, produced by Cardo and DJ Moon, according to Wikipedia. Swamp Izzo! Yeah, shout out to Swap Izzo. This is a snippet that dropped on December 8th. It went viral. People made a lot of memes with it, a lot of funny videos with it on TikTok and Twitter and IG, all that. Um, the video was released on his Opium Opium IG. That represents the label's page. Uh, how do you feel about this song and... Uh, do you like it more than the previous track, Backrooms, with Travis, which was also produced by Cardo and OG Volta? So I thought Swamp Izzo snippet released a few years ago. No, what? I thought this track, like the, the snippet of it released like a few years ago. No, it was just released last month. Nobody had it a few years ago, you sure? Oh, yes. Not even a snippet. No. He okay. just made all of these songs. 
Okay, just making sure. And the last, he, all of these songs are fresh. Shout out to the song Killers, by the way, which leaked last year. That was also produced by Cardo. So Cardo seems to be the main producer that he's working with right now. You love Cardo. Back to the song Evil Jordan. How do you feel about it and the video? I think the song is very fun. Um, I have a test of uh, some of my um, homegirls that I've been making them uh, um, experience these Cardi releases with me. They're not really the biggest Cardi fans, but they like this one the most. I like his flow on it. He's doing really good. Um, 2014 Young Thug and a little, little bit of old Future stuff on it. She want to be on the team. That's Future stuff. Yeah, could be Young Thug. It's both. It's equally both to me. Um, I love that he kept the little DJ drops in it. He's coming. I like all that kind of stuff. Pause. Um, but yeah, I love the beat. I just like his flow. This is the most party one that he dropped. It's definitely better than Backrooms, but I like Backrooms, and I like Travis's verse on Backrooms. I know everybody hates it. Um, I know it's fun to hate on Travis, so I get it. Yeah, but. he ain't that good. Yeah. He really isn't all that, but I like it. Well, he didn't. It's he not didn't. terrible, but I didn't need it. But it's I not mean, terrible. I didn't need it, but I like it too. So, I, you know, I mean, um, I think Backroom is probably the worst one that he's dropped. Um, my favorite, based on plays, is Hood by Air. Um, but I love, and then uh, 2024 and uh, the other one, I don't know what the real name is called. It's not called You're the Moon, right? Anyways. Huh? What's yeah, the other one? either you're the moon or different day. It's never been confirmed, but I've seen it called both. So, well, you're the moon in 2024. I like whichever one I'm listening to at the moment more than the other. So I can't. Yeah, really, yeah they're I, both dope. Yeah, I can't really pick. And but I do like that hood by air the most because his voice is cool. The beat is just foolish, and it works in the gym like crazy. But as far as Evil Jordan goes. I like it. It's fun to me. And the video is pretty cool. I like that he took it back to like doing videos in the kitchen like he's like an up-and-coming rapper. His little uh, horn thing looks funny, but I don't care. I mean, he's uh, evil Jordan. He's evil. So letting you know. He said it's not a phase. He's an emo rock star, man. And I like that there's a girl in the video having fun and his friend doing a little motorcycle dance. That was cool. Oh, you like that there's a girl having fun with it? Yeah, because the other video, Hood by Air, this girl was like, he, he's just looking around. They're like in the dark. He's looking around at his friends being weird. Like, you know how he's like looking all aloof in the video? <laughs> she didn't like that. Ooh. But she likes this video. And I don't know. Cardi's exciting me the most out of any rapper this year. It feels like how music used to feel. And this is fun. So, And I'm happy that he's punishing all the young, mysterious rappers. He tricked them into being mysterious and weird and ragey and, and only like emo-ish and then now he's coming out with these trap ass beats these heavy like young jeezy-esque future old thug type of style and he's taking it more like atlanta on their ass and all that little ragey shit sounds stupid compared to this Ooh. Like all that yeet shit sounds fucking crazy compared i don't get no fuck hey shout out to them they're in paris for fashion week they were both staying at the same hotel according to you know the paparazzi following them, uh, Dion and Dion's kids, Shiloh and Shador, were walking at the 
Louis Vuitton show with Pharrell, you know, he's doing his thing. But uh, I like the song. It's dope. I've been watching the video a lot. It is funny how he's having fun with the Mercedes-Benz uh, spare rim cover, uh, going outside, smoking his cigarette, coming inside, dancing with his friends. I wish the song was a little longer, but that's, hey, that's the biggest compliment you can give a song is that you wish you could hear more of it. But the dope song, uh, if I, yeah, I like it more than Backrooms. Yeah, the Travis verse isn't terrible, but it's just, I just like how Cardi was going with his flow and his style that I didn't need any interruptions. I feel you. But hey, it is what it is. He had to pay back that Travis Scott favor after he helped him out with Fiend. He said, let me get a song. So I still don't know if any of these songs will be on the album, but I see a lot of people are making their own EPs with it, if you will. They're treating it like it's Cardi's version of Good Friday, where he's just randomly putting out tracks to increase the hype of this project. So, hey, we'll see if the project drops soon. I hope it does to keep this momentum going. His tour got delayed, but it looks like it will be in motion soon. So that'll be fun, man. But uh, before we go, what are your predictions for the playoff games this weekend? Let's start with the AFC, because that's the best division, the most fun. Let's go to the real nigga Super Bowl, man. Ravens, Texans. We're about to teach this little nigga CJ Stroud a fucking lesson. All right, Ravens. Of course, you're a Ravens fan. You got to support the home team. I'm with you, too. I'm going with the Ravens. Chiefs, Bills. I think the Frogger's going to pull it out. Um... Just the like who? The Frogger. Whoa. I think he's going to pull this one out just so that he can try to bother us next uh, round. And if Josh Allen does win, somehow the football gods will allow his whiteness to win. Because that's what football does all the time. And eh, not all the time. I mean, let real niggas win. Cam lost. That's why you got to honor. That's why you got to honor. Patrick Mahomes being half white. I think that helps him. He has two Super Bowls already, eh, man? Then the only Super Bowl he lost is because his offensive line was dead. So, hey. If Lamar wins the Super Bowl this year, then Patrick Mahomes is biracial to me. I'm going with the Chiefs. Now let's go to the NFC. <laughs> Buccaneers, Lions. These are the silly nigga conference. Whoa, yeah. Shout out to the Cowboys and Eagles for being killer clowns. <laughs> Dak is now the third best biracial quarterback in the league. And shout out to Jerry Jones for not firing big boy Mike McCarthy. You shouldn't fire him, in my opinion. Yeah, they, they won, they've won 36 regular season games in the last three years, man. Keep stacking up those regular season wins. And not get rid of that one quarterback. Get rid of that lame-ass quarterback and get some run, a, a running back. That's what they need. Dak is regular. And get what quarterback? That's the thing. You can't do that in football. That's another fun thing about football. He, he can't just delete his contract. They probably got to pay him because what else are they going to do? I would rather have Russell. Whoa. You would rather go get Russell Wilson? I would, yeah. Okay. What's the difference? That's my point. Oh, what's the difference? Well, my brother is shorter. Get one nigga that's regular. I'll get I'd rather get a, a somebody who's 
a little bit above regular. Who Old and regular? Game, one game. I mean, at least you can move on from him. Dak, I, I try to tell them all the time, you guys aren't going to remember Dak years. You guys aren't going to look back. But, man, I remember when Dak was our quarterback. It's going to be very forgettable. He's not – like, this is not even the Dak Prescott era. He doesn't even have his own era. Like, this is the Josh Allen era, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes – this is not the day. Tony about. Romo. Tony Romo didn't have an era either. They have the same record in the playoffs. Two and like four. Tony Romo more than hey, man, it is what it is. I had more heart. Yeah, more heart. And, and he had funnier losses in the playoffs, like him fumbling the snap of the field goal against the Seahawks. That was ultimate killer clown stuff. I was like, whoa, I can't believe it. The and that was before he even got big. Yeah, He's that's what I'm off. saying. He, he started on killer clown swag, man. That burnt, burnt. <laughs> Shout but, out um, to the Oh, the Lions, y'all better win. Y'all can't lose to goddamn Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I got the Lions. I'm pissed that the Packers and Lions aren't playing. I want it that bad. Hey, they played each other two times in the regular season. I want them in the playoffs. Nah, it's okay. Playoffs. But I got the Lions over the uh, the Suckaneers. And then... Um, 49ers against the Packers. I want to say the Packers. Whoa. You really think J-Love is going to get... That's the best team in the NFL, talent for talent, man. They got C-Mac, the best white running back I've ever seen. And all that talent on defense, Debo Samuel, Ayuk, you ready? You sure? I mean, I can't really – it's hard for me to judge a lot of these niggas because, you know, the flock stomped these niggas. The flock stomped. Yeah, the flock is the best team in the NFL. Uh, I I think think the 49ers are going to win, but I want the, the Packers to beat them. I want the Packers to win and the Bucks to win so that the Super Bowl can be easier. Look at them. See? Nah, I want I want Plex. I don't. Well, yeah, I'm going with the 49ers. I want it Tom Brady style, like where you play against nobody that's even as good as you. Nah, he played Lie against on your defense and your kicker to win. Nah, he would have to play against the Colts. Great. He would have to play against the Colts. Those niggas aren't scary, that play switching ass nigga. Yeah, but you're going against whoa, that play switching. That nigga did was study all fucking day just to do all this technical bullshit and lose. Oh, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I studied, I studied. I'm a bookworm. I'm a bookworm. Whoa, you don't like that? You don't like quarterbacks learning? No, I do like quarterbacks switching up shit. That's why Jalen Hurts is out of here because he doesn't do none of that. Lamar even changes stuff up and uh, he directs traffic. Jalen Hurts is like a little ultimate system ass nigga. And I actually almost thought he was better than Lamar, like by week four of this year. I was starting to put him above Lamar. But not anymore. Get your little college ass down. And he don't even run anymore. Some of these niggas get too cute and bougie and think like Ooh, like Jalen Hurts. Well, you don't think the tush push works anymore? No, he just don't run. Like he when he does run, he jogs. <laughs> he does that NBA shit I'll be talking about. Thinking Whoa. like he's good enough. Like I don't have to really try to run for 20 yards. I'm just gonna run just so I don't get a sack and get two yards because I can just play and just go with the flow. Like, he don't really – I know he was injured, so that had a lot to do with it supposedly. But, like, Dak does the same thing. Like, I'm too I'm too sophisticated to run. I'm not going to really try to get a 30-yard run. I'm just going to run for five yards and just slide. I hate that kind of football. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Well, hey, man, it'll be fun, man. Like I said, I'm back football with football i'm never leaving football again the reason why i asked you which sport represented uh the best in video games is because i think football is because like i said 
Last week I was playing Madden 08 PS2. This week I was playing NCAA Football 06. Like I said, I'm with Oregon. I just smoked your home state, Tennessee. I think football games were way better than basketball games in the PS2 era. Then once it got to PS3, PS4, and now PS5 and the modern Xbox, then basketball games became way better than football. And then even soccer games became way better than football because, like, FIFA became better. Even MLB The Show, like, they all passed Madden in terms of quality, but Madden will still sell the most because football's America's most popular game. So, hey, yeah, Madden on PS2 is way better than NBA Live. Like, you can, hey, there's a little cut you can go to and press that circle button in the offseason and clear your salary cap. Hey, man. Woo, that, that changes Don't my Don't you think that, like, artists who um, sell out and pan to a certain thing, like how they end up making, like, lower quality um, art, don't you think that you only going to football because it's the most popular that you might it might not bring the best out of you? Hey, man, it's not be about being the best or making the best. It's about making the money. If they're going to let women make, they're going to let, Women ask people about playing in the cold when they play indoors. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to be that silly. Yeah, I need that money now. It's my money and I want it now. You need to have more artistic integrity. No, we're not about that. I'm like Drake. I'm the mall, man. Doing Wave Network, we for sale. Hey, you really lost all your hip-hop roots. Yeah, man, we trying to make money, man. They dis. MC Hammer to all become MC Hammers and body pop for money. That's a shame. That's why Hip Hop 50 was fake. They didn't tell the truth. So you're literally only into football because it's the most popular sport. Yes, I need the money. I'm an American. I guess if I lived in another country, like how I talk shit about cricket and shit, I'm sure if I lived in a country where cricket was the most popping thing, I would be into it more. Too. Yeah, you wouldn't have a choice, punk. My brother was going to baseball games when he was living in South Korea. <laughs> he would have a choice, punk. Yeah, you better learn that lifestyle, sucker. Only like, weirdos don't like sports. Only who? Only weirdos don't like sports if you're a heterosexual male. That's my opinion. You seen the memes? Huh? They have memes like that over the last few days. Like, yeah. like No disrespect to anybody and how they live their life, but I truly think that if you're a heterosexual male... You don't like sports, you better have a good hobby backup, boy. You better like film or movies or something. Anime, I'll accept it. I don't give a damn. You better have a good hobby, boy. I know I work with a dude who don't really care for sports and he gets on my fucking nerves. Does he have a good <laughs> hobby? Does he have a good backup? Does he like he likes, he likes plants? Well, see, that's cool, I guess, but you he can't likes talk to people about that. He likes reading. That's cool. No, okay. See, those are good hobbies. I like that. See, he likes he doesn't books. watch TV really. Okay, not nah, okay. Never mind. I respect that. I respect plants as a good hobby because it is nice to have to take care of something that gives us oxygen, gives us good air to breathe. One of God's best creations for us to make the human experience. And he doesn't really care about like clothes and fashion, really. Right, that's good. He's a humble brother. I he like thinks that. all women are always trying to seek attention from men, and he wants women who like don't wear makeup, who don't try oh. to look like see. He doesn't want them like if they yeah, have Caucasoid. Yeah, if they um have like any like pictures of them on the beach in a bikini, 
on Instagram, he says it's a turn off. It shows their morals, and he judges them for it, and says like, "That's." I hear that he's very old school. He sounds like my uncle. He likes girls. Um, he likes one girl that he thinks is on the spectrum. Hey, and, and he likes that she don't really talk unless he like leads her. And I tell him I think that he's sick for that and that. Yeah, he is. He's very controlling and dangerous. <laughs> and he thinks that that's cool. Like I'm like. You don't want no kind of challenge. I'm like, yeah, that's crazy, man. Hey, I, you I, know, you, I was like, your girl can't even show a little bit of cleavage, like even just a little bit. Like, I kind of want my girl to like want to be sexy. You want your lady to have that sex appeal to be. I want her to like if it makes her happy. Yeah, like go. But you said you said you want your young in the show body too. It makes you happy for other people to desire a woman, right? Not necessarily that, but it's more like if she glowing and she wants to feel good and she's. 30 and under, why wouldn't she want to show off her young body? 30 and, and under, that's not, that doesn't even matter anymore. There's people 40 and under, even women 50. I mean, hey, I seen, what's that shorty's name? Barbara, what have you. Uh, what's her <laughs> name? Uh, the lady that does stuff with Snoop Dogg and went to Martha Stewart. Mm -hmm. I seen her on the cover of Sports Illustrated, the swimsuit edition. She's in her 70s, so... All these ladies want to be sexy, regardless of age. But I think that's more of the celebrity status. I do agree with him to a certain extent in that people that show all that revealing stuff for strangers around the world to see is, eh, but hey, that's the world we live in. And these ladies want to be sexy. So I ain't mad at it. It's promo for us. Yeah, but he says that kind of stuff a lot. Like, yeah, she ain't. I mean, she's cool. She she don't really go out. She don't go out to no clubs. She ain't looking for no attention for no other man. Like that's the kind of stuff he says. Oh. I be thinking, like, bro, like you wouldn't. I be like, you, you, she can't. What if her and her girls want to go out to a bar and get a drink? He's like, at a bar? Oh, he didn't like her drunk. going outside. And he was like, and I can't come. I was like, oh my god, you want to come? I was like, I know a girl right now who's about to go overseas, and I'm happy. I do not care. More free time, right? And and yeah, like and the thing is, I told him, I was like, she's probably gonna call me a, a lot when she's down there, and I don't want her to. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Yeah, we just landed. We're about to go do this. Oh yeah, we're just eating now. Can you believe? And it's like, oh my god. Just leave me alone. But yeah, he said, it. he said, and I can't go. But anyways, I say all that to say that uh, he's a person that I know who don't like sports, and I know another white dude who doesn't like sports, and I also I agree. I, I don't really like people who are heterosexual men who don't like sports. It's funny, man. I know this one guy and brother that don't like sports, and he just be looking straight with his hot top fade. I'm like, hey, man, this brother is crazy. I've never seen a guy and man that doesn't like soccer. I'd be just, I'd just be talking to him about the government being fucked up in Ghana. <laughs> That's all we can talk That's funny. That's what he cares about, too. He loves conspiracy theories and shit. Oh, see? It's all you can do when you talk to niggas that don't like sports. Just talk about how society's fucked up. Yeah, bro, I don't care about all that shit. Because all we do, because basically what we do as men is we talk about our favorite distractions from society. And then we talk about also how society is fucking shit up because that's one of the greatest things men like to talk about also, especially as we get older, is about the life and society, government, social constructs. I've heard some excellent conversations growing up listening to my dad and my uncles talking about Ghana and the world and stuff. So that's a fun thing, too. It shouldn't only be about entertainment. 
when you kick it with your homies, but it should be about funds though. So yeah, shout out to that brother. Hey, free that lady. That guy said, and I can't come. <laughs> yeah, man, he was scamming. I asked him, you so you you wouldn't I was like, would you want your woman to cover up? And he was like, I mean, I mean, I'm not Muslim, but I mean Whoa, I, what do you I like? don't mind that. Like, he likes I was, how they live, yeah. I was like, bro, you are... Brothers that say that are also dangerous. They're dangerous? Yeah, they yeah. He's controlling. He called them controlling. Yeah, he is. I feel like, hey, I feel like he's not a player. That's why he likes that young lady on the spectrum. Allegedly. He's not a player, and he's very uh, tender. And being a player, ladies out there, doesn't mean being a womanizer. It doesn't mean being misogynistic and trying to sleep with every woman. When I say being a player, I mean just being a nice, kind person that, hey, you can interact with women and not only just try to be, you know, trying to pursue them romantically, you can just be cool with women. You can be cool with people, just being regular, relaxed, smooth, man. That's what I mean by player. Just being cool, like, hey, I like I feel like being players like, oh dance coming, oh that's cool. Oh, Jamal's coming. I've heard that before. Like, oh man, people are happy to see us coming. And then I've also heard like, oh, that nigga's coming up, man. He's gonna fuck it up. That nigga's annoying. <laughs> Never want to be one of those niggas. And that brother that you're describing, he sounds like the brother that, like, if he comes to the function, let him be in that corner because he's gonna try to depress you and talk lost stuff. While he's actually he's corner. actually cool. He's like a Travis Kelsey looking dude. So he's cool and like he. <laughs> He interacts with women well at Shout work. out to Jason Kelsey retiring, by the way, future Hall of Famer. Salute, brother. He 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 interacts with women pretty well, but he also like doesn't want to look further than where we work. Like he only wants he to also work. doesn't want to work hard and travel. And no, like like he like for as far as his female interests, he always tries to get, keep it in that radius. And our joints at my job are probably the weakest by percentage I've ever worked at. I mean, so many girls there. And they are straight, like, as told by Ginger, Eliza Thornberry-esque girls. Hey, hey, that's what he wants. Both of them are not bad. You don't remember Eliza or as told by Ginger being bad in a show. Hey, so, man, it's like, they cartoons, so. <laughs> they cartoons. Yeah. I'm just saying, that's how that's the first thing that came to my mind. We got, that, and we got those kind of uh, joints at my job, so. That's he just wants to just keep talking to them for some reason. I just don't get it. It's just like, bro, like, stop talking to people who work here. Like, if something goes weird, which it already has with somebody else, it's going to be weird when you work here. It almost got hot for him. Girl tried to say some shit about him. Oh, just, no. Y'all niggas is just weird up in here. They, they don't have any control. So, like I said, he's a nice dude. He's real charming to people. He's very nice and kind, but it's just weird when it comes to women. I don't know. I hate listening to it. It gives, makes me itch. Oh, being a macaroni and seeing non-macaronis makes you crawl. I mean, I'm not, crawl. I'm not necessarily a macaroni, but... I think you've called yourself a womanizer on here before. Nope, I'm not a womanizer, but it's just weird to hear controlling <laughs> insecure, controlling weird shit and complaining about the family structure and like how women in the Western world are, and all this other stupid shit. I just, yeah, don't they yeah, see? Yeah, hey, young man, you you living in the Western world your whole life. You ain't going to the Eastern world. Shut the hell up. <laughs> okay, that's what I got. That's what I've been trying to tell people. And no, that's another reason why I have to embrace football. For me to become a full red blooded American, oh. I have to watch America's game. 
and I have to make money off America's game. That makes me a better American. Make money yep. off America's game. Yeah, trying to football. And young man, please accept accept what it is in this world. I understand there are young ladies for you, but go to the library, man. Go 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 to a bookstore. Go to a, a book reading. You like books, right? He's, he's mad that a girl who's married um that she's pretty friendly with him and that she got him like a little flower pot for his birthday. He was saying if that was his wife, she would be out of there. And I was saying between it's not like she gave you her number or nothing ever. And um, but she's pretty friendly with him because he kind of pushed up on her a little bit. Oh. And she he's basically kind of like her work husband. But <laughs> sometimes that happens, man, especially when you're married. As long as the certain lines aren't crossed, it's not that bad. Everybody flirts and shit. <laughs> yeah. Is what it is, man. Don't let me walk in that office and see something hot. I, again, yeah, furniture going to be moving in there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I got my little friends at work, too, but they're just my friends. Amen. Well, I guess I should ask you, too, because we asked it on Champagne Soccer. There was a tweet going viral about a guy saying that Men should be vulnerable with women and tell women how they really feel and all their emotions. We, whoa, yeah. <laughs> call them over to the sideline and yell at them. Yeah, to to Wiggins. Yeah, is that lost? Yeah, he saw how they pulled him over. Yeah, get over here, get over here man. Hey, did you see Steve Kerr? Steve Kerr's like, oh man, he got it. I can't add. Yeah, that. he was yeah. about to say something. Then he stopped and was like, yeah. hey, <laughs> he called him over and he was annoyed by him. <laughs> and that's how you feel about that statement? Um, I just feel like I don't know. Man. It's just women aren't the same. You can't do the same shit for women. So some women you can be vulnerable to, some you can't. At the same time, yeah, don't really tell them that much. They think about stuff differently. It sucks. I know all that mental health bullshit, but just hold that shit in. Worry <laughs> about it on your own. And don't tell them stuff all the time because they might get overwhelmed and think like he got stuff going on. I can't stay here anymore and oh. stuff like that. So just I don't know what the fuck they want to complain to women about. I don't get it. Like Whoa. <laughs> that's that's what makes me have to learn how to be a better man because women be they be needy to me a lot. And sometimes it pisses me off because I don't really feel like I don't there's nobody I can ask to do shit for me at all. So I'm just so used to like not having to ask somebody to do nothing for me. So when they do it to me, I'll be like looking at them like, is she trying to like, is she trying to make me like a simp? Is she trying to get over on me? Why she asking me to fill her goddamn water bottle, her water up? Why she want me to uh, warm her, take her food out the refrigerator and warm it up for her? What the hell is wrong with her? Is she crazy? So <laughs> yeah, I'll be going through that and I'll be like, uh, let me just be nice. But, but is it, all right, I understand when you're on the road that can be dodgy but in these instances is it a home game is she visiting you and asking no. you these things no so oh you on the road and she's asking this yeah <laughs> i mean well warm your food up what the hell is your food aren't you hungry go get it the house don't you see how comfortable i am on this couch i'm like in a comfortable position you asking me to go do some shit if I'm hungry over there and I have some shit over there, I'm not about to ask her to go do it for me. I'll go do it for myself. I'm not used mm -hmm. to asking somebody to fill my go. Can you go put some, give me some juice? I'm not used to that. I just, I'm used to just doing it myself. 
Yeah, no. I mean, she's like such a sweet girl. Like, she ain't on no like malicious, weird, like city girl shit. I'm just not used to it. But I'm nice and I do it anyways. Not all the that's time. That's nice. That's good, man. That's, yeah, that's you're doing the right thing. You're you're a gentleman, so that's nice, man. Much appreciated. We need more brothers like you out here, man. Well, hey, man. I hope y'all had fun tuning in. This has been Chopper Suit Convos. Playboy Cardi, we hope you drop an album soon. Shout out to Cardo, producer of the year already. But Metro is watching. <laughs> Teasing projects with Nudie, project with Future, project with J.I.D., his own album, other stuff with other people. So, hey, man, Cardo's teasing a project. Um, last question, last, last question. You're a Cardo fan. Would you... We know the certain people that we would like to see on the Cardo album and that we will expect there, but can you give me three people you would like to see Cardo work with that you haven't so far? He's worked with Future before, right? Not to my knowledge. I've uh, seen him say that he sent beats to Future and Thug before in the past, but I guess nothing happened. I'd like to see him work with Lil Tyler. Um, I would like to see him work with Future, and I would like to see him. This might be random, but I want to see him work with Tyler the Creator. Okay, I mean both Tyler. You said Lil Tyler and Tyler the Creator. Okay, that was kind of a random. Just I really kind of want to see him work with Kodak too. True, yeah, that would be tight. And uh, shout out to Lil Tyler. He has a song with Tia Corinne called. Mm -hmm. Young Jock, it's her song. That joint's okay. I liked it. I saw the video. Yeah, I wish the hook was better, but hey. He was saucing on it, though. Nah, movie. he did do his thing. He was killing it. Mm -hmm. And she knew he was killing it, because when he was flowing, she was smiling, like, oh, man, he's he's having fun. Oh, yeah, real quick. I finally got to hang around some youths um, over the weekend. Uh, one of my homegirls. Over their ages. She was 16. Okay, shout out to the youth. My homegirl was getting her hair done by this uh, talented 16-year-old who was doing her oh, hair. Oh, Wonder Kid? Yeah, she was. she's nice with it, so she was doing her hair. So I was asking her questions and stuff, and um, she thinks me saying saucy is funny and jiggy. She does. She thinks that's funny. <laughs> and um, she said she basically likes Rod Wave and Rob 4-9. She said those oh, are... Oh, man. So Rod Wave is killing it. Likes Rob Mr. Suicide? Yeah, she, she tried to tell me that all his songs aren't sad, and she started playing stuff for me and I told her that uh Rod Wave reminds me of NBA Youngboy when he does song like Lonely Child. But um uh, and she said she kinda likes Cardi a little bit. But she was pretending like she ran into this into like old school. She was trying to act like she stands out amongst her peers and she doesn't say <laughs> the words they say and shit. So I couldn't really tell mm -hmm. what she was talking about. But Whoa. she did put me into a spot called The Crimson Cower. It's in Woodbridge. It's probably one of the best places you can get some Nashville hot chicken. Okay. I got a Nashville hot chicken sandwich with macaroni and cheese on the sandwich, and it was absolutely fire. So shout out to that young lady. She put me on to salute to the you. Yeah, so yeah, that's what's up, man. That's cool, and it is funny. I saw. Uh, I think I sent it to our group chat with Ose. Yeah, Rod Wave was talking about how he used to date a young lady that was really obsessed with NBA Youngboy, she was a massive fan. And, you know, he was an artist and he was like, damn, she really loved bro music. So he said that motivated him to go harder as an artist. And, hey, now he has music. 
with him being a young boy and Rod Wave is an A-list artist. He just did a massive tour. He's good. He's nice. Making suicide every night. He's good. I listen to some of his songs. And he'll steal your yeah, he's so good, he'll steal your lyrics. Mm -hmm. And make it sadder. Sound sadder. Quality is high quality music, I'll say that. All right. High quality biting as well. You better play Lil Boosie, young man. He needs the money for court. Help. He bit Tupac. I think he would currency used to Yeah, he bit Jay Z. He that brother be working hard. Currency did the same thing. Yeah, but he's underground, so it don't matter. Holly Berry blew a kiss at the Mary J. Blige concert. Yeah, that's not C, man. But he's my brother Nas. He said Barbara Streisand concert. Yeah, man, because he's that classy. And Halle Berry would be at a Barbara Streisand concert. I couldn't believe he said that. I thought Currency made that up on his own. <laughs> you thought he was that smooth? I'm just thinking, would Holly Berry really blow him a kiss? Maybe it could happen if you're a rapper. I don't know. but Yeah, it no. can happen if you're nice. Dang, not, not little, not little Shantae. Nah, shout out to Currency, though. You know you're one of my favorite rappers of all time, but Nas is also one of my favorite artists, and he's in the top three, so. But yeah, man, hey, Chopper Soup Convos, this been fun. We'll holler at y'all next week. I hope y'all listen to Jamal's advice about, you know, the ladies and young men. Be nice. Go yeah, be nice and watch sports. Get her some juice, man. It won't. Yeah, yeah. Heat up that food and 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 get that peacock app so you can watch more playoff football in the future, man. Get emasculated for about three minutes. It pisses me off, but I do it anyways. Hey, man. It's all about letting your ego go aside for the greater good, man. It's Chabasu Convos. We the greatest, but we don't have an ego about it. Well, I'll let y'all later. Peace. Peace.